Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 201 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. I was recently asked a question as to why and how anyone would want to use a nuke box. Listen in to find out all about these very useful beekeeping boxes. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I'm delighted to say that our podcast is now sponsored in part by Simon the Beekeeper. Making beekeeping an affordable hobby for everyone, Simon the Beekeeper provides the best value beekeeping equipment possible, along with a super fast delivery service. The bees won't wait, so their customers don't have to either. Visit the website at www.simonthebeekeeper.co.uk. Hi everyone, a very warm welcome to March and another week closer to the start of the new beekeeping season. It's been another busy old week for me and I've been on a bit of a mad dash around the countryside clocking up some very expensive miles with diesel prices seemingly increasing every time I wake in the morning. With all of the new kit I've invested in, there comes a nagging worry in my mind that additional lifting will eventually take its toll on my lower back and I'll end up with a period of forced rest with another disc prolapse. And as these things always happen at the worst possible time, it's most likely to be at the height of the beekeeping season. I really needed to try to mitigate any risk and for some time I've been looking for a lift that will help me move some of the heavier kit around without putting additional pressure on my back. The temptation, I believe, when you're expanding any business is to invest heavily, sometimes in equipment that seems like a good investment at the time but turns out to be maybe a bit of a luxury or a bit frivolous not really needed but seemed like a good idea at the time. I've done this so many times in the past. It's taken a very long time for the penny to drop. So with this wise sage-like advice ringing in my ears, I started the search for some kind of lift to move hives around, load and unload boxes full of honey and generally make the task of all that weightlifting a little bit easier. First off, Having forgotten the wisdom I mentioned a moment ago, I started looking at a type of lift called an easy loader. This is a hydraulic, swivelling, articulated boom arm that can be mounted on a truck or trailer and then swung out to lift hives and boxes before having them placed directly back on the said truck or trailer. The major drawback here is the cost. We're talking well in excess of £10,000 for a new one, and some of them are significantly more. It is possibly the best option, but at that price, I could probably afford to buy it, but not the hives and bees that I'm committed to, and it would make a massive hole in the bank balance that would make it pretty much impossible to invest in the growth that I've got planned. So, not an easy loader type of lift. At the other end of the scale comes the wheelbarrow type lifts. Very basic but usable. However, when I have had time to do some gardening, I've always found wheelbarrows put quite a strain on my lower back, so probably not the right choice here either. 
to cut a long story short, I ended up looking at something called a captor lift hive lift, a kind of sophisticated sack barrow. There are two options. One is a manually operated bit of kit and the other has a battery operated lift and drive system for the wheels. In terms of price, the manual option comes in at around half the cost of the battery operated one and I was tempted by this version. The only issue for me in deciding was that again the manual version would basically turn into a glorified wheelbarrow, albeit with significantly improved construction and features that did make it a real contender, but my lower back kept reminding me I'm not as young as I used to be, and in the end I opted for the battery version. Here in the UK, the sole importer and distributors are Maysmore Apuries in Gloucestershire, and to get us all the way back to the beginning of the podcast, that's where I travelled to last Friday to play around with the lift and make sure it was what I wanted before loading it up and coming back home. In one of my usual changes in direction, Corley Services in the Midlands get the award for most expensive diesel, certainly last Friday, at £1.72 per litre. That got me lifting my right foot off the accelerator a little, I can tell you. Anyway, back to the Maysmore visit. It was also an opportunity for me to take a large quantity of rendered wax for wax conversion. So as well as the captor lift, I was also bringing back boxes of fresh foundation ready to go into the frames that Pete and I have been washing. The lift is now safely back at the unit here in Norwich and waiting for some field trials, but whizzing around in the unit has given me a feel for it, and I really do think it will be a fantastic help for all of us here at the Norfolk Honey Company as we build the number of colonies, hopefully as expected, through into the summer. I have produced a video showing how the lift works, so do take a look at that when you get a chance on Patreon. On Monday this week, I had another trip to help get more of the hives that I've bought prepared and stacked onto pallets, ready to be trucked back up to Norfolk. Another busy day of sorting frames into hives, digging out queen excluders, and generally trying to get my head around the Technoset beehives once more. I do think it will take me some time to become completely familiar with them, but they do have some really good features, such as an integrated pollen trap that can sit directly on the floors, internal feeders that can hold both syrup or fondant. With feeders, it seems they're left on the hive all year round, so there's no crime board or cover board as the feeder takes its place. These hives also have the ability to split a brood box into two five-frame nukes, which will be really useful when it comes to making those splits that I have planned. Once we get all of the kit back here in Norfolk, I'll go through how it all works in a video, as I stumble through working out how the various bits slot into each other. It should provide several comedy moments, I'm sure. Just thinking on the way the hives can split into two nukes, I had a question this week regarding nuke boxes and what purpose they serve. It's a really good question, and as an experienced beekeeper, I kind of take for granted the benefits and uses a nuke box has, so I thought I'd run through some of the uses and why they're so versatile. So, what is a nuke box? Well, they are available in lots of different configurations, but fundamentally it's a smaller version of a beehive that takes around five or six frames normally. 
As with most things in beekeeping, there are always other options available, but a five or six frame nuke box is what I would call a standard size. They can be made of a range of materials, but again, you will normally find them in wood or poly materials. The wooden ones might be those posh cedar versions or a more affordable pine plank. I've seen them made out of old pallet wood too, so there's lots of options out there. When beginner beekeepers first get started, many will opt for a nucleus colony, which, unsurprisingly, comes in a nucleus box, or a nuke for short. Very often, these will be a standard five or six frames, and the colony is fundamentally the same as a full-size colony, only smaller, and therefore more manageable for a beginner to get started with. So once you've bought your nucleus colony and got it back home, transferred it into your full-size hive and settled them down, you're left with an empty nuke box. As an aside, sometimes the nukes will be supplied in what are called travel boxes. Again, these can be made of a range of materials, but these are more short-term flimsy affairs and not so effective for keeping bees in long-term. More of those another time perhaps, but let's stay focused on the more substantial nuke box. We sell our national nucleus colonies in BS Honeybee's six-frame poly nuke boxes. So let's talk in terms of those, as most of what I'll explain can be adapted for other types of nuke boxes. Once the nucleus colony is installed, I would recommend giving the nuke box a clean, scrape out any wax and propolis carefully, and if poly material, give it a wash, if wooden, give it a light scorch. I like to keep my nukes loaded with frames. You never know when you might need one. So let's give you an example. Our new colony that I was just talking about, recently transferred into a full-size hive, is a little swarmy and throws up some queen cells. What can you do? Well, an easy solution is to remove the queen and a couple of frames of brood, but putting her into a full-size hive might mean they have far too much room and can't protect themselves or build frames of foundation into nice fresh comb quickly enough. The solution? Pop her into a nuke box, add a couple of frames of emerging brood, shake a frame of extra bees in with her and pop them into another part of the apiary. Let the original hive settle down and produce a new queen and now you have two colonies. As they grow, you can harvest frames of brood from the nucleus colony in that nuke box to boost the strength of the main hive in order to take a honey crop perhaps, a kind of brood farm. This nuke could be used to serve several colonies in one apiary in this way. Removing brood over time keeps the population in the nuke from getting too large, and if you want to replace old comb in your main hives, you can simply add frames with foundation to the nuke each time, which will also keep those bees occupied. It is possible a queen might fail or get killed in a full-size hive. If you have a queen in a nuke box, she can be used to replace an old or missing queen and reduce the amount of downtime that that colony has prior to a new virgin queen emerging and mating. Nuke boxes can also be used as a swarm trap, Leave a couple of frames of drawn comb in an otherwise empty nuke box and you might find one day during your visit to the apiary a flurry of activity at the entrance and workers arriving with pollen. Take a peek inside and you're likely to find a laying queen with a newly established colony. 
Nukes, I find, are a little on the small side for swarms, especially large prime swarms. So if you do catch one in this way, you might want to move them into a full-size hive fairly quickly. Queen rearing and nuke boxes go hand in hand for me. The BS Honeybee's nuke box splits nicely into two three-frame nukes, which are perfect for introducing a sealed queen cell or virgin. Simply set up the nuke box with six frames of brood and food, but no queen. There's a central divider that splits the six frames into two, and a disc entrance at each end to allow them to establish new entrances, thus becoming two completely separate queenless colonies. I like to move them to a different apiary, so the flying bees don't return to the original hive. If you don't do this, the nuke box can suddenly seem very low on bees. I tend to make them up in the afternoon, move them to another apiary and leave them shut overnight, then go back the following morning and open up the entrances. That's usually enough to confuse the bees sufficiently that they stay in their new position. Then, after a few days, any queen cells they produce can be knocked down and you can introduce your own queen cells or virgin queens. Or you could leave just one plump queen cell and let that head up the new infant colony. It really can be that simple. Late summer is an ideal time to set up new nucleus colonies for overwintering. Another great way to use your otherwise empty nuke boxes. We all sometimes suffer winter losses. What better way to replenish your own stock losses than by creating your own nuke? It's exactly the same principle as I've just described, and you can add either your own queen stock, that's queen cells, virgin queens, or previously mated and successfully laying queens, or you could buy in new stock to bring in additional genetics. The nice thing with the BS Honeybees nukes is you can make up a new nucleus colony that's queenless, take a queen from a three-frame split that you've previously created, and just pull out the division board to create a six-frame nuke. And I've never had two three-frame nukes fight when I've done this, so don't believe everything you hear about uniting colonies and fighting bees. So there's just a few examples of what you can do with these very versatile and oh-so-useful nuke boxes. If you don't have any, I'd recommend looking out for them in the spring sales that are coming up. And if you have an unloved, dusty nuke box in the back of the garage, get it out, give it a good polish, and fill it ready for the start of the swarming season. It really won't be that long. Well, that's it for this week. I'll catch up with you all again next time. And remember, I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was beekeeping short and sweet. Beekeeping short and sweet.